0: Welcome everybody to episode number 79 of Game Culture Radio. I'm your host Tyler, joined as always by our co-host. Let's start with Graham. How you doing? What you been playing?
1: What have I been playing? Well, I've been playing NHL, obviously. Uh, We were actually doing really good, but I still play my ultimate team, been working on that. And besides that, uh, I haven't been playing a lot. I've played a little bit of Arc again, touched it, but I haven't really dug deep into any games I'm doing good overall. Uh, I worked today. It was kind of a rough day. I kind of popped the top of my thumb, which (laughs) is always fun to do. And I'm having kind of computer troubles, which I've already explained to you guys. So a little bit of a rough day, but, you know, it's the weekend. So I'm hoping to play some games and uh, forget about all those troubles and just uh, deal with it next week when I'll have to face reality again.
0: Right, and you, for for well, I'm good. But for everybody out there that is uh, trying to watch us on Twitch, Graham's computer problems are playing a role in that as well. Uh, Graham yes. generally sets up our Twitch stream, so with uh, those difficulties tonight, we're sorry we won't have a Twitch stream. But next Friday, we'll make sure we have that worked out one way or another, and be up live uh, for you on Twitch as well.
1: My apologies, so, you No, know, you're, you're,
0: you're good. Uh, things happen. Steve,
2: how you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well, uh, getting ready for the semester to start. I just bought all my books uh, for that. And then as far as video games go, I've been playing, I guess, the most NHL uh, with you guys. Been grinding along a little bit at a time of Assassin's Creed. I've been quite enjoying it. I just, here and there, it hasn't been like eight hours a day thing. It's been like, you know, I'll play like a couple missions and go back, but I'm having fun. And I've also been playing chess. Uh, on my xbox and surprisingly having a good time at that it's a nice like wind down calming game where you just get to think a little bit and- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've been having fun cool well i've been playing i actually
0: finished uh, a couple hours before we start recording here i finished the star wars battlefront 2 campaign
1: ah uh, you um, beat me <laughs> yeah
0: <you know,
2: laughs> i still haven't finished i did two grams so
1: it's
0: it's a super quick really nice looking six to eight hour multiplayer tutorial and that's about <laughs> what it is
1: i quite enjoyed well, it yeah i like um, how okay. the cutscenes and add all the characters and stuff like yeah. that and
0: the cutscenes are cool and it answers some questions like from some of the movies yes uh in particular but right, right. leading up to the beginning of seven
2: or and um, right after like literally right after six ended
0: yep right after six ended and then jump forward to right before seven starts yep So that's cool. Like all that stuff was awesome, but I felt like it was a really strategic way to have us play as many of the heroes as possible, fly Mm in the different vehicles, learn the mechanics of it. So you can go into multiplayer, and so that that part of it, you know, when once I got that sense, it, it took away from it a little bit, but still, like the music in it, the the environments in it, and the characters and the story it tells are all original and good. So. You know, I guess I'll say it was good overall, but I, I wish it would have been a little bit
2: um, more detached from multiplayer. Yeah. Question Question for you, though. Yeah. Um, so th- it still does kind of skip over, and I guess spoiler alert if you haven't played it and you want to play it, so now's your time to maybe skip forward a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Keep uh, in, the, in the mind thing.
1: that I haven't finished it. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's not going to be a spoiler for you, Graham. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's that big of a spoiler, but if you're like anti-spoiler, <laughs> you don't want to hear it. You maybe skip forward. Um, so it didn't really touch yeah. on how the new order came about. Do you think that was because Disney was like, we want this in a movie, or you think we're ever or is going to be a game form? I think it's going to be a movie because it, it kind of goes right after the downfall of the Empire in six, and then right at the beginning before seven. Well, well but it's guess- still that. How did Snoke come about from
0: i guess Ups for game. me i mean let's wait and see if the dlc tells some of that story because i haven't played the dlc mission yet so i don't I know what else that does Um, i just finished the like campaign proper today yeah um but I, i'll probably knock out the dlc this weekend just because i've come this far and uh i'm interested to see if it has some of that because it had in the like the very very last mission of the game it had a couple little hints at it in uh in a couple ways, but it's hard to say. I mean I, I I think Steve though you might see it in a movie. Um the books do tell a lot of that story.
2: So oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they they use the books as part of the canon now. Um anything that has been written in the last what three years basically is part of canon or four. So yeah. So yeah, but I uh, we didn't really spoil ruin anything for you, Graham, I don't think. No, no, you
1: guys are safe. Yep. So for now,
0: (laughs) but yeah, I I played that and uh, a little bit of like NHL as well. Um, That's actually been going really well. Knock on wood. Um, we have (laughs) a few more days before the playoffs start to get some wins in before we get completely throttled. So yeah,
2: that's been fun. Not this time. Not (laughs) this time, guys. Rabbit's foot out and yeah, you know four leaf clovers. Positive
1: energy. (laughs) So
2: all right.
0: uh with that said, let's get some business out of the way you can join the conversation by joining our facebook group uh game culture radio forums and submit questions around the show like we'll do later in this episode if they're out of the show you're entered to win our monthly giveaway um uh, monthly giveaways are gonna start getting a little bit cool um I, I think we're gonna have a pretty good announcement to make next week so uh looking forward to that can't really say much on it yet but i think next week will be pretty cool um but uh, yeah, join the forums and submit questions. We on the show again, Gaming Culture Radio forums on Facebook. And please follow us on Twitch and Mixer, Gaming Culture Radio on both, all one word. Really helps us out. We're trying to reach affiliate status on Twitch. So if you can help us out there, we'd really appreciate it. So again, got Twitch and Mixer, Gaming Culture Radio there. With that said, let's jump into news. Graham, kick us off.
1: Okay. So we're all excited for this game, some more than others. But uh, Red Red Dead Redemption 2, kind of a tongue twister. We know it's coming out this year. No one really knew. There's no solid date, but there might be one now. According to Amazon Mexico, there's actually a screenshot to back this up, that is saying that it's possibly coming in July. Now, July 12th, to be exact, was the date. Now, I'm wondering, do you guys think this is a good time for this release, like July? To me, it seems like not the common time for a big release like this, but that could be exactly what we need because so many games now get buried when all these great AAA titles come out that you people pick and choose one or two of the lot, and by the time they're finished, those games, then the next great thing is gone, and then things locked in the mix. So what do you guys think on this?
2: Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I think it's a perfect time for release. It is right in the middle of summer. There's nothing else coming out around it. Like, for at least the last, like, five years, I can't think of any games besides back when Xbox had their Summer of Arcade, and those were just arcade titles. And they were great games, but they're just arcade titles. Like, no AAA releases in the middle of summer, or even, like, the June to, uh, let's say, end of August, early September window. And so this game is going to... Uh, what's the word like? Dominate the market, I guess would mm-hmm. be the the best way to put it. Uh, it, it is going to do. It's going to sell well, no matter where it is. I mean, even if it came into that March window with like literally every other game coming out too, it's still going to sell really well. But this is going to be the game. Like, if it comes out on July twelfth, there's nothing else around it. Everyone's going to be buying it. They're going to make like a lot of money, assuming they do those cash bundles like they have right now on for Grand Theft Auto, which I'd imagine they would. And I, I think it's a great time for it. Yeah. Um
0: for me it's yes and no. All uh, the yes part is everything you guys have already said. So I won't like repeat it all. But the no part is that I just really, really want to play this game and July's a long way away. So I, I'd like to see it sooner, but agree with you guys on the window and and just the great time to have a game to just really focus in on, which is what that game is going to be you know that's yeah. going to so, be a time-consuming game especially with the multiplayer part of it if it's built anything like gta um multiplayer so sure um or online
1: so if you quest- if, mm-hmm. sorry if yeah. you thought this game was coming out earlier do you don't you think there would have already been like an announcement for it? like well they did say thought, like, spring March they said something.
0: spring 2018 yeah. and july is not spring last i checked but no. It could be. I mean, it's it's not a bad window to put the game out. Maybe it just needs a little bit more fine-tuning, which I'm willing to give Rockstar the benefit of the doubt on because everything they put out is pretty much awesome. So yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
0: they don't release and, broken games.
2: And they could be centering the market on, you know, you have really nothing else to spend your money on in the summer, like no games-wise. So now you're more likely to mm-hmm. be like, hey, you know, I can buy some extra money in Red Dead Redemption to buy a cool horse or a zebra from the yes. first game. And so maybe they just think that they're going to make like pulling a little more money if
1: mm-hmm. they
2: do it in July instead of spring. But it, it could be bug things. I like the, the positive patsy in me wants to be like, well, maybe they're being nice to other developers and being like, hey, we'll put our game out because we going <laughs> not sell anyways. So now we we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys have some some free time to, you know, you guys can make some money, too. I don't think that's the case, but I mean No, it's not. You know, with all the <laughs> but, the terribleness going on, you know, maybe it's just one little pot. I'm a I'm gonna choose to look at it positively right now. All right. Well, <laughs> I, actually, I I do think you're onto something though,
0: with the, the microtransactions, because that you know, if you look at when we were talking about this before we went live, but GTA 5 was always on sale, never for less than thirty bucks. Because it doesn't need to be. But what's always on sale along with it? All of the extra stuff you get for GTA Online.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The the packs with the money and all that stuff, right? That's where they want people to go. And putting that stuff on sale for a game that between all across all platforms has sold, what, 60 million copies?
1: Yeah. It's that, crazy numbers. That's
0: where you drive that extra money. And I think launching it in that dead window of July where it gives people a chance to really jump in and dive into that online portion of the game and get hooked on it. You're going to generate, you're going to hook some more people. You're going to generate some extra money out of there. That's a little bit cynical of you. I'm hoping it's just that you to iron out a few more things and I'm willing to give them the time to do that because I'd rather have this game be awesome. I've been looking forward to it for over a year and I just want to see it be great. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is.
2: Yeah, but you were talking earlier about how you want it sooner, but mm-hmm. I know you are... Really excited for like sea of thieves yeah. so if they came out at the same time, I mean which would you probably spend more time with? You know? I just wouldn't sleep as much. I mean I I'll, <laughs> I'll take I'll take halo 6 tomorrow too. I don't care <laughs> but
0: I, I want it, I want it sooner um, but that's just the selfish part of me if, if it means making the game just completely awesome like GTA5 and you know pretty bug free. I mean, GTA 5 had some little things, but it was a pretty yeah, complete that's, game.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, it was... Saying that it was perfect, but their online was broken at first. At first.
0: And On the yeah. 1 or the 360? All um, right. The 360, because it didn't... It came out before the 1 launched. So, yeah. but the it, yeah you're right the online was a little bit broken but they launched that what like a month or so or two
2: after launch if i remember right oh yeah yeah online gta mm-hmm. online wasn't even with the launch of the game no, it wasn't
1: yeah
0: and they ironed but, that out and to their credit like they have poured so much into building that world Oh
1: yeah they're yeah. still supporting it and Great. updating it and yeah. including yeah. stuff. this
0: game I launched don't... in the fall of 2013 and four and a half years later it's still going strong online and yeah. even
2: with their microtransactions, there hasn't been dlc with it if, if i'm memory serves um it's, no, no, it's story in, DLC. like free updates right yep. just free updates yeah for, free online yeah. and yep. you can pay for extra money but mm-hmm. you don't have to
0: and that's the thing like you know i, I don't want to go down the microtransaction rabbit hole we've done it a ton of times in the last two months but yeah. at the end of the day it's still your choice whether or not to pay for it right and and yeah. sometimes it puts you at a disadvantage sometimes not and how much it does is open for debate um if you're good you're good i mean there's i wish i was better at shooters than i am the more i play a certain shooter the better i get at it but but still if i go up against somebody who's just like naturally good at these things i'm probably gonna get destroyed that's just how it goes um steve yep. you're, you're naturally much better at shooters than i am or i think graham would admit he is right yes or he would say right no um shame <clears throat> yeah
2: yeah one one me scrubs so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so when we play like Halo Five multiplayer, we always make sure Steve's with us, because <laughs> then you know we can carry Steve.
1: <laughs> then to, we get to, a, to <laughs> a very tight victory. Yes, yes. That and we probably, carry him in NHL, so it's a yeah. good trade off.
0: Well, no, we we carry Steve to an exciting, really close sure. victory. Whereas if we weren't there, it probably wouldn't be as close. So it's uh, we we try <laughs> to make it
2: exciting. But reminds me of that short story <clears> where they like. The really hot people have to wear ugly masks you know, to keep <laughs> everyone average <laughs> that <laughs> that is what happens in our halo 5 games yeah <laughs> something like that so
0: but it's still fun like i still have a great time with it um but i don't think uh I, you know i don't think it's a bad thing that they have these extra things in there look at how much they poured into this game like the time for development most developers would have given up a long time ago like yeah uh, a series that's near dear to me has been for a long time was the the ea um like the tiger woods pga series yeah i love that series and the last one they did was the rory McIlroy pga tour and they basically threw their hands up and said we quit after like what a year and <laughs> you haven't seen a word from them on that game or the next game since nothing yep so you know to rockstar's credit and they they're big enough they don't have to but they do because they want to create this great world, and, and I think that's where they're going to try to tick their games in the future. So I, I hope Red Dead has that as well. I don't see why it wouldn't, because it's been so wildly successful with GTA.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. All right, so uh, I haven't talked enough. I'll talk more. Uh, let's go number two <laughs> in our top five. Um, so if you're a fan of Dead by Daylight, and I watched some of this on Twitch a couple weeks ago, and the cool thing about it is that you get some special characters to play with, right? So you can play with uh, some of the horror icons from horror movies. Um, which I think, you know, gives an advantage over games like Friday the 13th where you just get one. But uh, if you're a fan of it, uh, they released a short trailer teasing that the newest downloadable character will be Jigsaw from the Saw series. So just in time to coincide with the uh, Blu-ray DVD release of that pretty bad movie, I heard, um, Jigsaw. Mm-hmm.
1: So Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't do, didn't do I didn't it well. it
0: yeah, I heard it wasn't very good.
1: Hmm.
2: Um
0: and saw movies like the original saw I really liked,
2: but yeah. But has any of them since been good? Like, let's be real,
0: they're just good for like creeping you out. It's kind of that same yeah. effect that like Hostel had, if you remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, that was just
2: like gross
0: though. It was like I, uh, I was uncomfortable watching that movie because it I was know. like violence just to show off <laughs> violence. Yes, it was a yeah. snuff film. Really, is what yep. it was. It re- yeah, great. <clears throat> so, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think any of us have played Dead by Daylight. Games like no. this intrigue me, but yeah, I don't think we played it.
2: Yeah, I I, I never played it. Um, I watched it uh, on Twitch when it first came out a lot, but I I knew what it was when it was coming out. And it's one of those games where if you don't get into it like from the very beginning and like play it for a month, because after that month it just like dies. And there's a few games like that, and that's what I saw it. So maybe this will help bring players back, but I don't I don't know what the current concurrent player rate is on like steam or xbox or any of that yeah, but sure. I, I can't imagine it being too high no and i call it the evolve effect because that was the king of it
3: mm-hmm.
2: was
0: that game yeah. like everybody's so excited for, for evolve yeah but evolve was like that hunting the monster together game right so like there's some other stuff to do in for honor but evolve yeah. that's it and i i just i knew right away and it was it. it's what happened that game failed like miserably in almost every way because it's the same thing over and over and over. And after a month, the the
2: rates, the play rates dropped dramatically. So. Yeah, which sucks because Left 4 Dead was the same thing over and over and over again. But I used to play that constantly, the versus games, not the single player. I can see why yeah. people were the single player. But the versus games were always different, extremely fun. And, man, I want a Left 4 Dead 3, but that's another topic. Yep. <laughs> valve or another podcast <laughs> yeah so all right steve what do you got all right so uh, my new story is a new fable is reportedly what? and i can't stress this enough reportedly in development by playground games the developer of the new or of uh, the forza Horizon series um so it's not confirmed it's a report uh, and Playground Games is not the company that made the original Fables, so we're still hesitant on how well this is going to be like, how well it's going to do, and what if it's even going to be like the first three Fables. But it's got me excited. I love fa- the Fable series, at least the three mainline games, and I really want a Fable 4, so if they do that, you know what? <laughs> and they make good games. Forza Horizon is really fun, so I hope they can succeed at this. You guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, like the
1: I'm a huge fable fan as well um, I remember I got Fable 2 and I loved the game and then when fable 3 came out I got it right away. There's a few little issues and stuff like that but overall really enjoyed it. I would love to see where they would go with a new fable one. I'm hoping it gets more more graphic or like not like like as restricted as it was because they try to make it look as like you could be like the meanest person and the most evilest person. But there's some restrictions of evil that you could not cross. So I'm hoping they'll cross they'll get rid of that. But the, I'm not really hesitant, but when you say from the developer of Forza Horizon, I'm like, okay, that's a car racing game. Like these are two different worlds. But I know they're a developer and they have the funding and I know they won't put it a bad product. So I'm definitely excited. Like, I'm not going to say, yeah, it's coming out for sure, because like you said, it's reportedly so because they said that it was done and never really heard anything about it. So I would love to see this be like revamped. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited for this. So I'm definitely going to keep reading up on this as I learn more and I'll let let everyone know. All right. So
0: confession time. I've never finished a Fable game and I've never played one long enough to say I've played it more than like an hour um so i i kind of want to get into this one i'm not see forgiven, you. my son I, I <laughs> no. well no graham if i really want to take you off i'll tell you that i never no, finished no, a zelda no. game I um <laughs> i know but, I mean, neither. but uh and i've never really i the first zelda i think i tried it just wasn't my type of game like at that point for me like i was a little kid i I liked um like mike Tyson's punch out and stuff like that yeah. but anyway uh it's a series that i've always felt that i should play like zelda and i just never have but as far as the developer goes like i think if you make good games you make good games Mm -hmm. and and one thing's for sure like anything you ride on in this game is gonna be awesome (laughs) um yes (laughs) but forza horizon has sort of overtaken forza proper as like the flag bearer of that series like the flagship of that series. Like it is the better game, by almost all accounts every time. More fun. It looks amazing. The environments are great. Yeah. It's just, yep. it's more fun. It's, it's not just going around a track over and over. Right. Yep. So there's yep. lots of, there's a lot of things you can do in it. And I know it pulls in a, a much like more broad spectrum of gamers because yep. of those options. So they've done a great job with the series and, and where Forza Horizon has gone from the first game up to the third game they've grown a lot and they've made a lot of improvements and it's just such a fun game to play. So um, Mm -hmm. I, I have little doubt that they would turn out something awesome. I hope it's true because as we're going to talk about soon, man, Xbox needs more in their arsenal um, Mm -hmm. than they have right now. So, and I don't mean shooter arsenal because there's enough of that. (laughs) So, yeah, but but, uh,
2: uh, now, now is a good time to get in fable. uh, Well, actually in 11 days, Uh, On February 1st, Fable Anniversary is added to the Games Pass, so if you have the Xbox Games Pass, you can download Fable uh, Anniversary and play Fable 1, which was a good game. I think Fable 2 is a little better, but people will argue that point. Um, But I liked all three Fables, so if you're trying to get into it, you haven't played them, and you have the Games Pass, in 11 days you can start, start on one.
1: So there you go, Tyler. So I might get the Game Pass because I never, ever played the first one. Well, I don't say – no, I won't say I never, ever did because I did play it. My roommate at the time, he had it. And first thing I did, I went into a cabin or a house, and I smashed up some stuff. (laughs) And then the guards came, and they kicked me out, and I didn't have any money to pay for my crimes – so then basically I was shunned and I was I couldn't get anywhere in the game. So basically I'm like, well, this is a great experience. So then I gave up on it. So I would definitely like to go back and restart it and complete it. I I know do not commit crimes for unless you have money to pay for it.
0: Yeah, so that, that
1: sounds like America the simulation.
3: I mean, <laughs> not,
2: but just, let's not get political here. but. <laughs> Uh, that that reminds me. I have actually never beat the first fable because I played it on when on the three hundred and sixty from the the original Xbox like backwards mm-hmm. compatibility thing. I bought it, played it, got really far in it, came across like a game breaking glitch where it just like corrupted my save or something. That was far, and I'm like I'm not doing this. So yeah. I just I never finished it. So I, I I'm with you. I'm probably gonna play it on the first because I have games pass. How oh, do do that, buddy? Ten bucks a month. I mean, there's a lot of games on there that even if you don't even want to finish them, you just give you something to do. You know, you want to test some stuff out, maybe, you know, try a new genre you don't normally play, see if you like it.
0: Yeah. There's some good stuff on there. So. I just I just think they went such a bad direction with Fable Legends.
2: Yes, like... that will and speaking of that, like Peter Molyneux like, said that. He's like, we should have made a Fable four just in a recent interview rather than Fable Legends. Because yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a yeah, like Tyler said a bad idea. Stupid. And so and they
0: they tried hard to get behind. Remember, because that was in beta, right? When they pulled the plug, Alpha or Beta. Yeah. And they pulled the plug, because I you know, we kind of speculated at the time on the show that they weren't getting the numbers they wanted, the interest wasn't there. And I think they just, and there were still probably a lot of things that had to be ironed out in the game, and it was going to take a lot more money to do it. And they just made the decision well, let's pull the plug.
1: Yeah. But, like, you know, that thing where people say, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. And people love how the Fable games was. And then to completely change it and it like, all right, now it's going to be over the top, and like you change. Control these characters and it's an online, like four people versus one or something, whatever it was. It's like what? Like people were so excited for what Fable was, and then completely just change the whole formula. Yeah. So that definitely were there was their demise.
0: Yep, I agree. All right, Graham, let's take a okay.
1: You. So sticking with confessions, I'm just gonna give a confession before I move on. I have never played a Forza Horizon game, and They do look wonderful and amazing. And as far as car racing, that would be one I would choose. So maybe when Forza Horizon 4 comes out, that will be the game I play. But moving on, this is my last one. Um, Kerbal Space Program Enhanced Edition was released. Now, a lot of people didn't know this was coming because basically there was no talk of it. And I had the original game. And apparently, there's a lot of issues. Like I know building your craft was a little buggy and frustrating, but I pretty much fought my way through it. But then I kind of forgot about the game. And I was talking to a friend about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, I heard about the game. And they went to go find it, and it was no longer on the store because it was so bad that they just took it down. So they took the game down, and they revamped it, and they come back with an enhanced edition. Now, people are thinking, oh, well, I already owned it, and I don't want to waste the money and buy it again. Well, you'll be happy to know that people who owned it before can download it for free on the Xbox Store, and for those who didn't get a chance and were deterred from it being buggy, well, now with the Enhanced Edition, you can pick it up for 40 bucks. And like I said, this game is amazing. Like, we've talked about it before. We were actually talked about it on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys listen. We were... I, I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about, but we were talking about Kerbal Space Program. So the fact that this is out, uh, I already told a friend about it, and he went and downloaded it because he was excited, because he was one of the ones that went to go find it on PlayStation, and he couldn't find it. So it's not just for Xbox. PlayStation people can play it as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad I don't have to pay any extra money. Either one of you guys have uh, owned it or tried it, or you guys looking forward to trying it? Steve, I know you have Uh, a PC.
2: I I can't say enough about this game. I love it. It's... it. I mean, how much fun is... I mean, you get to build rockets and blow them up. I yeah. mean, because you're going to fail, because it's hard. <laughs> because it's it's actual science. And I, I'm a nerd. I'll, I'll just admit it. I love math. I love physics. It's my thing. I, I'm a math major. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> and it's so realistic. It's just fun to calculate like, the amount of rocket propulsion needed to get to a different planet because it it uses actual, like, physics. And I'm getting so giddy right now because I I remember I was playing this. I played it way before I actually took, like, a lot of physics classes in college. But I was taking my physics classes, like, hey, like, KSP does this. (laughs) And, like, it, it didn't make me a better, like, rocket engineer but it just was exciting to see it being used like them using actual physics and I know a lot of schools have used this game to help you know create some interest in joining stem fields which we need desperately because oh, that's where like the world is headed but that's the tangent we can get into it another time but this game is so much fun it's just it's it's got enough charm enough like gameplay I, there's just i have no words I, I i don't know what to say about this except i think I, i'm gonna buy it i have it on the pc i i kind of want to rebuy it on the xbox one just support the developers um and for those worried about it being on the controller i've heard it's gotten better but on the ps4 uh which already has keyboard support i think they ksp had it has the controller bindings like set or the keyboard bindings like preloaded. So if Xbox, which is rumored to have keyboard mouse support coming yeah. at some point, we can assume that you'll be able to use your keyboard and mouse, which does make the game play a little easier than with the controller. But I've heard the controller is a lot. It's revamped and it makes it easier to play. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: that's why we're like, talking about on the last podcast. But yeah. Keyboard and mouse support. Yeah, yeah. and I, if you. I
2: I bet I'll we'll be see done. I
0: bet we'll see keyboard mouse from Xbox at E3. Like that it that's where the announcement will be made. I actually um listened to Major Nelson today and they had Phil Spencer on and talked about um you know the fact that they've already had their first E3 planning meeting. That's good. <laughs> yeah they need <laughs> But they do this early every year and it's like that's insane. And they did say, by the way, I know we're getting off track now, but they're doing something totally different for E3 this year. And they think fans are really going to like it. So I'm not sure like what's going to be different about it. Um, they need to change something because their strategy of like showing what's coming out. Well, this year if they just came out and showed what's coming out this year, it'd be like a 10 minute show. Yeah. But yeah. But that as much as I admire that strategy because Bethesda does it really well, and I, I reward them for showing stuff that isn't coming out eight years from now. The reality is that Sony takes the stage on monday night and shows off you know death stranding which is coming out in 2034 or whatever (laughs) and they win the day right afterward everybody's like oh it's the best e3 presentation ever and i'm not knocking sony here because they know what appeals to fans and media and they know how to win e3 because that's what they try to do um but i think there's different goals there but anyway um i think that's what we'll see keyboard and mouse from from microsoft and i have a funny feeling we're gonna see vr from microsoft this year too
2: yeah they kind of
0: they're probably going, man.
2: but back to ksp yeah sorry pick it up if you like rocket launch or if you want to like learn some, maybe learn something about you know physics but also mm-hmm. just want to like see little kerbal people
1: yeah. blow
2: up when you fail yeah. at designing your rocket and you miss something
1: and your imagination failure. is the yeah, limit
2: exactly yeah it's one of those and rare then, games where it, like, rewards,
0: you know, it helps you learn, but it also rewards imagination. And I think those are great games. Like, what's wrong yeah. with that? Nothing. You know, because, you know, books learn are stupid. <laughs> but, uh, sadly, too many people yeah. think that way. But this is a game that helps you learn, and you have fun with it, and have a great time, and you learn at the same time,
2: and you, know, that's, you use your imagination. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. And, and uh, if all say, f- you just go to YouTube, watch yeah, <laughs> the people that are really good at doing it and just steal their designs, you know, another little
1: plagiarism in video games. No. So, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the game is difficult. If you need to do the tutorials, like at least some of it to get some kind of idea, because if you go in there and you're like, oh, I know I'd build a rocket. You need okay. no stages of your engines. <laughs> and like there's a lot of lot to know. And it actually gives you real good insight how rockets actually work. How like there's like I was saying about stages. So you go up so high, you got to like lose your fuel tank and then you got to drop this motor because because you have different types or engines. So it's, it's really, really neat and scientific. And if you're into that kind of stuff, this, you'll, you won't regret buying this game. And for $40, like you could waste $40 on so much other stuff. And like, like Tyler was just saying, like a game evolved, like people <laughs> spent, I don't know, 40, 30, whatever it was. And they probably didn't even get like a month out of it. I spent so this 60 game, on
2: Brink. So, ooh, yeah,
1: Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Or
0: you could buy like that Jigsaw movie we said was horrible for, on 4k for 30 bucks. There you go. You know, so save or you that money, just spend 10 bucks more and, and get
2: Curl.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. And, and like, if you're worried about it being too arcadey, it's really not, it's, it's not, it's earth. And like the uh, Milky Way galaxy scaled down in like basically about a sixth of our scale, mm-hmm. so you know instead of having to go whatever six times seventy thousand is outside of <laughs> Earth, it's seventy thousand to get out out into the atmosphere on Curbin. It's twenty six feet, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> six by four. Six by four <laughs> so yeah, you know, math major getting getting math wrong over here, typical. Yeah, but <laughs> highly recommend it get on it you like that If it sounds interesting if not i'll talk about it all day so all you know, right. maybe i'll maybe i'll stream it you know cool or Graham can
0: i think that'd be a great game to stream actually
1: it's the yeah. game people like to watch you can watch me die and kill those little little well, i think men.
2: The, <laughs> yeah i think people like watching people that are good at it stream it. but you know yeah i, I don't i don't say
0: i am but, yeah. but all right all right let's round out our top five news items of the week with a story from microsoft phil spencer has promoted Minecraft boss uh, Matt Booty to the role of corporate vice president of Microsoft Studios, meaning he'll now oversee all of Microsoft's first-party titles. And up till now, Phil <laughs> Spencer's been doing both.
1: I'd so say it's not um, not that big of a job, huh? No,
0: so he's got to keep an eye on like three years. <laughs> but and. <laughs> But I think it's good now, like, as much as I, I just love Phil Spencer, and I think he's been the best thing that's happened to this company in the last, you know, five years plus, um, he's completely changed the image Microsoft has, or Xbox has. Um, I think that it's good that he's given the race to this to somebody else. Let him focus on, focus on the grand vision that Xbox has, set the direction, let this guy focus on going and making it happen from a first-party perspective. Yeah. So... Let me ask this question to you guys. What what do you think Microsoft has to do? Because we agreed, what, a couple weeks ago on our New Year's show, Microsoft has to invest more in their first-party games. What do they need to do specifically? What kind of games do you want to see from them to to make you say that they have a much stronger first-party portfolio compared to Sony, who is right now much stronger?
1: Okay. For me personally, I would like more single-player adventure games. Like, uh, open world games, I guess. Because, like, like Fable, for example. Because, like, they're so synonymous with pro shooters and racing simulators. And me personally, they don't appeal to me all that much. So I'm more of, like, a Fallout kind of person like that. So I, I don't th- I'm sure with the funding and all that, they could come up with something really big like that. But I don't even have to be, like... Exactly, like Fallout, but something more open, give you more options, more like this type of game, more uh, you control your own destiny. That personally, that's what I would like to see, and I would definitely enjoy playing that more than what they offer. Like I was looking up some some of their games coming out, like Ori and the Blind Force. That's not a huge game, like, but it's it's fun. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Like I said, I would like to see more games that are cut from a different cloth than all the other games that they have. That's that's what I personally would like to see.
2: 100% with you. Uh, I, different types of games like than yours, but they need something yeah. other than bro shooters and racing games. I games am so tired. Ty- that's where I was going. I'm tired of, of shooters. I play, I've play. i played shooters since I've started gaming, basically. Like Or... So this started gaming online, I'll say. I, I want more puzzle games, especially, but I'll start with the, the quicker one. I want JRPGs. The best JRPG, or one of the best, not not the best, but one of the best JRPGs I ever played was an Xbox exclusive on the 360, and it was Lost Odyssey. It was amazing. I mean, the overall story was eh, but there was a lot of great things about it, and the side stories slash like dreams were just great like amazingly written. And it was just a fun game. And Final Fantasy thirteen through thirteen three was also on the three hundred and sixty. But on the Xbox One, we are lacking in good JRPGs. I think the only one we really have that I that I have, but I can't. I'm a huge fan. The only one I bought was Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, but Persona five came to the PlayStation four. Like I want Xbox to give me a reason that I don't necessarily need a PlayStation. Like, right now I need one because I want to play the JRPGs. And mm-hmm. and I have to have a PlayStation to play those. But I'm with Graham. Puzzle games are my big ones. There is not... And PlayStation has kind of this issue, too. There's not enough strategy-slash-thinking-slash-puzzle games. I like an easy, relaxing, but, like, puzzly-type game, like Portal or Portal 2, where I can, you know... I, it's not... It's not a big thing. I can go in yeah. and play a couple like missions of it. And it, it doesn't feel like I'm missing anything from the story, but I just like thinking a little bit sometimes and Xbox has like none of that. That's why I bought chess and that's why I've been playing it because it's one game on the Xbox where you actually have to like, you know, it, do some strategy. Well, I think it's part and, of the reason we had so much fun with like Trivial Pursuit as well. Really. Yeah. Or Jeopardy or mm-hmm. like Wheel of Fortune even. Yeah, I and, and, like, 360 had had this also kind of, well, with their, like, Summer of Arcade games, a lot of those were really fun strategy-type games. Like, the Might and Magic Clash of Heroes was an interesting, like, almost like chess. It, it was a lot like chess in some ways. But it was a strategy game, and it was so different than everything else. It was fun to play. Like, I want more of that. It doesn't even yeah. have to be a AAA title. Bring back Summer of Arcade. I don't know how... How many times we have to say this, Tyler? I know. Like, we talked <laughs> about it for a long time. I know. They, that's what they need to do. They need yeah. to bring that back to start with. That Damn. should be the, their focus this E3. I think that's their best bet for this year because there's not like I don't know if we're going to list the exclusives. There's like five of them. And yeah, it, there's so not much. It's like stay of
0: the K2, Crackdown yeah. 3. If we see it, I still think there's a chance that, that game gets canceled altogether. Yeah, I agree um, with you on that. Uh, so, C3, State of the K2. Um, Ori, there's no release date yet. Really? We don't know if that's this year. So and that's there's plain. um a couple others. The I forgot the name of the other one, the one that's compared to like Blade Runner in terms of its look and the way the cities look and all that stuff. Um, there's not much. And you know, 343 came out last week of the week four and said, Hey, you know, Halo 6 is not gonna be this year. You're going to see some from Halo, which makes me think even more towards the VR front. We might see a VR Halo thing. Um, But there's nothing coming. Like Gears 5 won't be till next year. And do you really want to launch Gears 5 and Halo 6 in the same year? Nope. Um, but for me, the four best exclusives on the Xbox One, either Total Exclusive or Time Exclusive, are Ori and the Blind Forest, um, Cuphead sunset overdrive and rise of the tomb raider yeah none of those are shooters like sunset overdrive kind of but it's not a shooter not not you know, not a microsoft shooter mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah um pretty it's not gritty um, yeah it's it's just like like goofy fun you know like you shoot records at people and you shoot exploding teddy bears at people that's not a shooter <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah those are the best games None of them yep. are shooters or racing games. Like, that's what they need to learn from. And part of the reason we think those are the best games is because we never get anything like it. And when we do, it's like, awesome. I agree with you on the JRPG thing, Steve. Did. Like, you can have a console 50 times more powerful than the PS4 Pro. But unless you offer the type of games they offer, you're not going to win over PlayStation fans to come to Xbox. Yep, You're just not. So you gotta give them something more broad than just, you know, Halo Gears, Forza, Forza Horizon, maybe a crackdown here and there, something like that. I as much as I wasn't into the, the game, I think Scalebomb would have been huge for Xbox.
2: I was excited. It's
0: a for it. different type of game. And even though it's not my type of game, I, I recognize there's a a real appetite for that sort of game in this ecosystem. And I think it would have been awesome. But they didn't do it. And yeah. for whatever reason, I think some of it had to do with the developer. Um, or a lot of it, maybe. But for whatever reason, <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, Crackdown 3 is kind of the, the furthest thing from their stereotype that they have. But, man, that game looks like a mess. Mm-hmm. And I, like and I said, I,
2: I'm still not convinced we're going to see it. Go ahead, Steve. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what happened with the JRPGs because the 360 had so many good ones. Uh, and yeah, just it, it really boggles my mind i don't know what they were thinking with the xbox one when they first started out and i love i I prefer playing on xbox i know we all do just i like party chat i i everything about it is cleaner to me than playstation and yet the games are just way worse like there's there's no way around that playstation just has
1: better games well let's hope with uh this guy being in charge of first person titles first person or first party titles sorry that he will make this his goal. We got to get more titles and maybe he'll go to people that make JRPGs and try to get them to make it for the, the Xbox one or the one X or whatever. Okay. Because now, like I said, there's maybe Phil Spencer was too busy to put his eggs in the basket of, okay, more first party titles. So now he's got this guy, Matt booty. So like, okay, this is what I want you to do. So go out there and make me proud. So, and make me proud too. So, so
0: Grandma, I think the goal has been made for him. I think he just has to go do it.
1: Now. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but, I mean, coming from the Minecraft team, not a bad thing. Minecraft has cool. grown into they've basically taking over the world, them and GTA. So, um, I you know, it's somebody who knows how to, to get results. Let's see if he can translate it into creating a, a library of games that appeals to lots of different types
2: of gamers, you know, which is not what they have now.
3: So, yeah. yeah.
0: And
2: and what real quick though, one thing that could help, even if they're not pulling putting out those like exclusive JRPGs, is if they created a way where your Xbox One is now your Steam Link, or a way to like a Steam app on your Xbox, you play your Steam games, games you own on the PC, because the PC also has a lot of good JRPGs and a lot of strategy games, you know, like Total War, like series Civilization. Civilization. If you can play those games on your Xbox, that That kind of, you know, may convince people to come over from PlayStation because now they may not need a PC. They can use their Xbox to play Steam games. Whether that happens is a different story, but I think that would be a good thing, and I hope it happens. I don't think it will, but I I think that would, would help bridge the gap between... Especially if a lot of their new games don't come out for another year or two or like till 2019, 2020. Yep.
0: We'll see. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up our top five news items. Steve, take
2: us away with uh, what we can get new in stores. So releases on the 23rd, Assassin's Creed Origins, The Hidden Ones. It's a new story um, DLC that takes you into like how the Brotherhood gets started. I'm excited for that one. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. I bought the season pass already and all the extra DLC stuff because it's a fun game. So I'm looking forward to that. On the 26th, there's two games. First game I'm going to talk about is Monster Hunter World. The Monster Hunter series is so much fun. Uh, you get to kill big baddies. I've talked about it before. You get to kill big monsters, take their like loot, create bigger and better weapons to kill bigger and badder monsters. and like that story, but you can play it together. I hope... Uh all the, be- the beta looks really fun. It's PlayStation only right now, but the game comes to both PlayStation and Xbox on the 26th. PC is way later. So if you own a console, Monster Hunter, maybe a game you should check out. Uh I, I know at least myself and Tyler are getting it. Graham's still on the yeah. fence, but you know, if he doesn't get it, you know, maybe you guys can we'll do some community let's plays and you guys can join us and kill some monsters. Yeah. Uh and then last, also on the 26th, if you're a Dragon Ball fan. A dragon ball z fan or a uh, fighting game fan dragon ball z or dragon ball fighters uh comes out and I, i've heard some good things from people that like fighting games that have played the beta i don't know much about it i'm not a fighting game fan but that's that does it for releases for the, right. for the rest so finally some decent games coming out we kind of were
0: in the dead zone of, of new game releases for a while right around christmas in the first couple weeks of the new year there's absolutely nothing but finally we got something to get uh between assassin's creed monster hunter and dragon ball fighters so if that those games don't do it for you we got some deals for you on games that have been out for a while uh some actually pretty good ones this week so on the xbox store you can pick up far cry 4 if you're excited for far cry 5 pick up far cry 4 60 off right now uh la noir Got re-released on Xbox One. You can pick that up for 25% off. And if you're really, really excited for Red Dead Redemption 2, you can pick up the first one, backwards compatible, 70% off on the Xbox One right now. If you're looking for a physical copy, you can get Evil Within 2 for $19.99 on Amazon. That is pretty awesome for a game that's pretty good and just came out, what, four months ago? Yep. So 20 bucks for that game. And then finally, console deal of the week. For our friends in the UK, you can get an Xbox One S 500-gigabyte console that includes Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Halo 5 Guardians, Minecraft Story Mode, The Complete Adventure, the Minecraft Explorers Pack, an additional controller, and three months of Xbox Live for £249. That's pretty good.
1: That is a really good price.
0: Yeah, you get a lot of stuff with that, so if, if uh, you're thinking about jumping over to Xbox or you're going for 360 at xbox hopefully everybody's already done that but if you haven't you get a good amount of games to kick you off there and uh and you know if you're looking for a good amount of games to kick you off and you have a new console maybe you got one for christmas don't forget the xbox games pass you can get that that's like the best deal that's out there pretty much every single week
2: for 10 bucks a month you get over 100 games yep plus plus if if uh if you're a PS4 Pro person that doesn't have an Xbox game but you want a 4 4K Blu-ray player and you have a 4K TV you know that's another idea plus get some games so
1: yes and talking about getting games as well another way you can get games is if you are a a <laughs> uh I'm trying to think what games is the football, online games of no football. not I know what games of but if you Xbox subscribe Live. to <laughs> Xbox Live, there we go. That's yeah, cool. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, you get access to some free games. And free games for this month is Army of Two, which is a 360 title. Now, because this is a 360 title, that means that it is backwards compatible. So that means you can play it on Xbox One. And if that's not what you're into, then you have two other titles that you can pick up. And these are Xbox One titles. The first one is... Zombie. And the second one is The Adventures of Van Helsing 3. Now, I haven't played The Adventures of Van Helsing 3, but I have played Zombie. Now, I originally played this game on that console that some people know. It's called the Wii U, which no longer is in production. And I thought this game was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, The version I played, like I said, it was for the Wii U. It was it was basically designed to enhance the qualities of the Wii U. There was some, believe me. Um, so I'm not sure how this crosses over for the Xbox One, but I thought the concept of you're, it's a zombie game, obviously, because it's called Zombie. So you're, you're one guy and you're trying to survive, or lady. And once you die, that person is dead and you respawn as another one. Another character. So you can actually go to your body and get the stuff from it. Or you can say, oh, well, I'm just going to do it my own way. And basically you go around with a backpack. And when you're looking in your backpack for like a flashlight and stuff like that, the game game does not pause. So basically you got to like run somewhere and like zombies will be coming towards you. So you're trying to quickly get your things together in your backpack. So a little bit was repetitive. I don't remember the game all that well because I only played when it first came out. But it's free, so if you get a new Xbox system and between Game Pass and Games with Gold, you have an abundance of games to choose from. So that's it for me. You guys right. have anything well, on these games that, at all? Well,
2: that game, Zombie sounds a lot like State of Decay to me. Like, As far as the, you die, you lose that character, but you can go collect the body, and or not even collect the body, just collect the stuff on the body, you know yeah he's dead he's dead it's a zombie apocalypse I mean we don't need him you don't bury the zed in the zombie apocalypse but <laughs> that does it for for that uh we're good to go on to questions anything else tyler from you
0: nope take us away
2: all right so our first question richard carl asks is the nintendo La- uh labo i think it's pronounced labo
1: i think Forgive nintendo labo i think that's uh what
2: it sure that is that something you're interested in getting, or is it just cool, but you're not going to pick it up? Um, I'll start, actually. Uh, I think it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, and, you know, it comes with software as well as just the cardboard. I know there's a lot of jokes going around Facebook about Nintendo selling selling cardboard to you, That's but strange. it does come with the software as well. So it's really not that expensive, What? because a Nintendo game costs, what, 60 bucks? Basically, at all times, it never goes on sale. So you you know you're paying twenty dollars for cardboard that might make it more stomachable, <laughs> um, but it looks cool. There there seems to be some decent stuff you can do with it. But I have a, a another question related to this: Is can you imagine if like Xbox, especially, ca- ca- came out with something like this? Like imagine all the the grief they would get from the from like fans.
1: Yeah. Well, there's certain things that only Nintendo can do and get away with it. And this is one of And convince people to buy cardboard and to assemble it so controllers can, like, fit into it. It's kind of like how the Wii U controller was, like, for uh, Wii Sports. Like, you could have, like, a miniature baseball bat that the nunchuck goes in, and you can have a golf club that it goes in and stuff like that. So, basically, it's like, okay, well, you make it out of cardboard and it can fit in. So Nintendo is only someone that can get get away with this. And it's definitely aimed at for kids and like families and stuff like that. So I think it's great. It's definitely nobody expected this to come out. Like if someone said, oh, yeah, someone, we're going to try to sell a whole bunch of cardboard that you assemble. (laughs) And like people like, what? You're crazy. And this just came out of the blue, too. Like they had the Nintendo Direct Mini and that would have been the time to have announced it. But they didn't. So I don't know if they thought, okay, now it's time to like uh, introduce this, but hey, it probably costs like nothing for them to make. Hopefully, it's not a limited one and like people have a hard time obtaining it. But I think it's pretty cool. If I, I personally, I'm not going to get it. Um, maybe I would buy it for a nephew if they had a switch, and then I'd be like, oh, let's do this together. Because it's definitely something they would need an adult. Mm. So I think it's great that it introduces gaming and education and, like, like uh, physical, like, building something, stuff like that. So, hey, all the power to them. Um, keep it away from fire because it's very flammable. <laughs> and uh, that's all I got to say about it. So, what, what's your thoughts on this, Tyler? I want to yeah, know.
0: So I'll be honest with you guys. When I first saw this, I thought it was, like, fake news. <laughs> I <thought laughs> why did, too. Me, too. Because it's on a Facebook. i thought it was a joke or something um but it's real and graham i'm with you i i think this is very much like for kids i think it's great for kids it's a way it's going to drive costs down for these accessories and it's it's a way for parents to be able to get their kids this stuff and and obviously for nintendo it's a way to get more people involved in different ways and do different things with the system so it's a win-win i think uh i'm also with you graham i have absolutely no interest in getting one um yeah. but i'm not a kid so i think for kids it'd be kind of cool steve to answer your question microsoft would be decimated for doing this <laughs> oh yeah 100 <100%. laughs> percent and graham when you said there are certain things that nintendo can do that nobody else can do and get away with uh, by certain things you mean everything <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: but this is because, pretty ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the surface, it looks ridiculous. Let's see how it sells. I mean, that's ultimately yeah. the what tells the tale, right? And yeah. you know, I think it shows Nintendo's got some confidence again. Um, you know, you brought up the Wii U earlier. We U's like the unicorn. Everybody's heard of it, but nobody ever saw one in anybody's house. <laughs> so it's uh, they've got confidence again because now the Switch has been wildly successful beyond, I think, anybody's guesses. Yeah. and even probably their own if they're really honest about it mm-hmm. but it's given them the confidence to go out and try and be aggressive and do new things again and that's good um but that said if, if microsoft ever did this they'd get killed um uh, <laughs> in from everywhere so i think the internet the internet would break um from the backlash that, that they would get but but i think it's good i mean we'll see how it plays out we'll see how quality of the accessories actually are and like with Connect, we'll let's see how well it actually works with the system. Yes. yes. So Connect was a great idea, and it looked awesome. And I bought a Connect, like the original, the three hundred and sixty oh, yeah, Connect. Too. I bought one right away.
2: Mm-hmm. So I was like, "This is awesome." And then I tell you, and Sports. I was like,
0: "This is not awesome."
2: I don't know. Saving those soccer kicks back on the Connect Sports was pretty fun. Yeah.
1: Saving the soccer <laughs> kicks.
2: Yeah, you were playing a penalty. You are playing a, a keeper. And on like like a penalty shootout basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, did I not word that correctly for your Canadian ears?
1: Well, some finally we say kicks. Like shots, I would think.
2: Well, excuse me. <laughs> right. Yeah, whatever. Excuse me. But so. <laughs> if that doesn't on that, uh we'll go on to question two. Sure. Uh Dylan Anderson asks, What are you guys' thoughts on the new alien game? Are any of you guys excited? Now For those that don't know, a new Alien game is in the works from Cold Iron Studios, uh, which is headed by some of the ex-Cryptic Studios people. Uh, The game is going to be a shooter, and it's being worked on by the developers who have done, like, Bioshock Infinite, Borderlands, and Doom in the past. So, you know, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I do. I'll jump in first. Uh, I'm really
0: excited to see another Alien game. It's one of my favorite franchises ever, Um, but, like... I don't want this to be a shooter. It goes back to our previous conversation. There's too many shooters. I agree. You know, yeah. and they did, um what, Alien Colonial Marines was the name of it? And it was <laughs> yep. awful. But then they did Alien Isolation, which was a new take on the whole thing. And it made so much sense because it kind of brought you back to the original Alien movie, which is very much like a, a horror movie, like survival horror type genre. Yeah. And that was really cool. It was a different take. And it wasn't a shooter. And it was, you know really creepy remember like people would use their connect when they stream to like measure their heart rate and include yes. that on the stream like that was really yep. cool so and and it's a different developer now like um who had it before um i forgot who had the alien license before but that was the last game they did on it was isolation yeah and it ran out so um fox has, has had uh, cryptic studios take it over here but speaking yeah disney now but yeah <laughs>
2: well so i was gonna say though real quick before you go graham with like with alien isolation you could also immerse yourself even farther by making it so the game would pick up any sounds you made so if you were t- like breathing heavily or talking you know the alien would find you easier yeah and that <laughs> that's like a cool concept I mean, you didn't have to do it which just is Awesome because you know, giving gamers choice is a good thing. But like if you wanted to be fully immersed, headphones on, you know, with like VR, on,
1: man. That's what I was and, saying.
2: Yeah, VR.
1: Like, that like, would be terrifying in VR.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It would.
1: And like where you have to keep <laughs> still kind of like until dawn, instead of having to hold the controller, you just have to hold your body still. And like maybe they have you holding your body still like next to something that could make noise if you like hit it or something, like you're in a locker, right? Like that would be utterly terrifying like that game would have to come with disclosure if you're gonna play this do not have a weak heart
0: (laughs) yeah and well i was just gonna say like i think i think horror is the perfect genre for vr right mm
3: -hmm. and
0: because that's the one where you can really get you immersed but i worry about that too because if it's too realistic like alien isolation in vr You're going to see stories of people like having full on like panic attacks attacks. and hopefully not, but heart attacks and stuff like that. And man, you don't want that. So, you don't. uh, You shouldn't have to like take a physical to be able to play a video game.
2: It's (laughs) like that Black Black Mirror episode, actually, to be honest.
0: (laughs) You you take a physical (laughs) and you find out that you're only 239 pounds and it's great.
2: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But. Jay Cutler status, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it, I, I'll be excited if this game is like left for dead, like not doesn't have to be exactly the same as left <laughs> for dead, but that's the only way I could see this game like working out yeah. is a left for dead co-op shooter where four people play the humans and four people play like the aliens or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I've actually never seen alien movies, so I don't have much to go on here. I know the big, big oh, alien man. thing. But I don't know if they, he has, like, extra creatures that could work with it. I just – I don't see how this could work, like, as a shooter at all. But I, I think Left 4 Dead is probably their best hope if you make it similar to that. And, you know, maybe it's just me wanting another Left 4 Dead. Valve, get on that if you're listening. Um, but, like, the, the coolest alien, like, game to come out was Alien Isolation in the last few years. But there was a really cool – if you've ever played Planet Coaster – some dude put out like a 15 minute video that basically did like the first alien movie in 15 minutes as a roller coaster. I will link it <laughs> in the Facebook. Group if That's you want to cool. see it. Yeah, I want to see it's that. Amazing. So yeah, go to the Facebook group, gaming culture, radio forums on Facebook. I'll link it. I'll do it right now. And, uh, and watch it. Cause it's awesome. So Steve, you're missing out. I'm going to tell you next time the alien collections
0: on sale on Xbox, you should pick that up. Really? Like, uh, yeah. Because the cool thing about series is that each movie is really kind of a different genre. The the first one's very much a, a horror flick in a lot of ways. The second one is very much an action movie. It's a James Cameron action movie. The third one gets a little more sci-fi-y, uh, along with some of the other elements from the first two. And then the fourth one, everybody kind of forgets about. And then you have Covenant. Or then you have is Prometheus, that the new one? Prometheus and then Covenant. Cool. So and and they're all different in a way so it's really cool in the sense that because the worst thing about sequels ever is when they just try to rehash the original story in like a different location yes and that's not what alien does as a series it's it's really good about keeping the stories original and they progress the story and they advance the characters and that's
2: what i really like about it so all right is that everything on that topic yeah I think it is so. Last question, Brian Richland asks, uh, "What is your strangest piece of gaming memorabilia?" And I think we're talking about this before the show. We I don't know if we have a strangest piece, but we're gonna kind of finagle our way into what's your like coolest piece. I
1: you know, yeah. think that's more of a I guess strange thing. is more of an opinion because yeah. I show yeah. some of this and they're like, wow, that's strange. Why do you have right? something <laughs> like that? So mine. I don't think it's strange. I think it's amazing. Um, I I quote someone else, but uh, we're trying to keep this um, <laughs> PG. So <laughs> yeah. my favorite is th- the Pip Boy. Uh, it came. I don't know if you guys know this, but basically, it's kind of a replica Pip Boy from the Fallout games, and you strap it on your wrist, and you put your smartphone inside of it, to, and you run the companion app. So. This thing was amazing for a few reasons. First of all, it looks awesome. And but for playing the game, you put it on, like I said, you get the companion app up. And while you're playing the game, if you want to like change your weapon or like eat food, instead of having to push B or circle button, you to bring up your Pit Boy and like choose whatever, I'd actually just lift up my wrist and I just push on my phone slash Pit Boy what I want. So I thought that thing was amazing. Like it, it definitely makes the game a little faster and a little mm-hmm. immersive because especially if you're playing on like Survivor or like a hardcore where mm-hmm. you need constantly eat or constantly drink because you get dehydrated, it kind of takes away from the game every time you got to like push B and bring up your pit boy So the fact that you physically just put bring it up and just tap it, I thought that was amazing. Soon as I saw that it was a thing, it was announced at E3. I made sure that I pre-ordered one and I was so excited for when it came. And I love it. It comes on a little, little stand so you can put it on display when you're not using it. Nice. So that is definitely my favorite. Yeah, Some remember. people probably think it's strange, but <laughs> it's great.
0: I remember how excited you were for that, Graham. And, uh, so did you use it for the whole game?
1: Or? I didn't use it for the whole game. I okay. plan on replaying it at one point and doing it.
3: Okay.
1: Like The, the thing about it is battery life right there's no way to keep it charged and stuff like that
3: right
0: but
1: if you went like a session at a time and charge and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it'd be good for that
0: cool yeah i was actually gonna get one until i learned that the iphone 6 plus wouldn't fit yes so it would have been pretty much useless for me it just would have been like a piece of memorabilia to put on the shelf and for the price they were asking for it like that wasn't what i wanted to do at the time
1: yeah. Um for, yeah. for but, me though. But you can actually buy a yeah. cheap phone now and actually put in it if you can, but if, I'm not gonna buy a
0: phone just to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I would not, <laughs> not gonna have I know you would.
3: Yeah. I thought we like
0: I thought for Remember really, you would say, you know, the the eight you know we use you own. But <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, for me, like I I don't know, a couple are my favorites. They're not big and they're not super expensive. Um, but I got from um loot crate like, a month or so ago. Um, like, a cool little figurine of Big Daddy from Bioshock, which for me is awesome because I love that series. And that's probably one of my all-time favorite series. Like, Bioshock 1 is one of my all-time favorite games. So that was really cool to get. And then second, as dumb as it sounds, but I'm a huge fan of the the two games that have come out and of the show. Um, also in Loot Crate, I got a flag for South Park, like, Coon Friends.
1: for the
0: the last game and that that's pretty cool like it's on the wall above my my like desktop here where we record the show and i play games and all that good stuff so yeah that's uh that's probably my favorite what about you steve uh
2: well weirdest i guess would be like the morgana plush doll i got with the persona 5 collector's edition but uh, it's really not that weird uh but my favorite or like my most you know my favorite or all the art books I own, I love like the artwork. It's so impressive the stuff they've done in all these games. I have a Persona Five art book, and that's I guess the most specific art book. But like the Dark Souls series and Bloodborne, uh, I bought their the guides just because of the art in them. Because you know you show it shows all like the characters and the enemies and stuff and they all look really cool and they got some really good pictures in them. So they were well worth a buy to me. Uh Dark Soul Three wasn't as good as the first two and Bloodborne's book because it was made by Prima and Prima doesn't make the greatest guides. But it's still not too bad. But I love the art books. So those are my favorite pieces of memorabilia. Nice.
0: And you know in terms of strange, like the strangest thing I've heard on the show Graham, is that your roommate bought games at one point um <laughs> yeah, you know, what's that like? thing. but uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anything else guys on that
2: no i think that's it
0: oh i, I nope. do have one other question i just brought it came up when you were talking about um so nintendo stuff furthergram so we were talking about this at work uh do you remember nintendo power magazine graham yes i do yeah you do too so you remember the hotline that they had in there
1: <laughs> for, t- for tips yeah And
0: it was like (laughs) $8.99 a minute or something like
1: that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you ever use it? No, I did not use it. Uh, My parents would not uh, allow me. I might have asked at one point. uh, But then, this is way back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is before it was IGN. It was Mm -hmm. Sega Sages. Mm. You go to www.segasages.com. And that was the first website that I ever learned about for finding that, like, cheat codes, I think, for, like, mm-hmm. putting in stuff like that.
2: Oh, so. mine was cheatcodes.com. <laughs>
0: yeah, so... Very true. Th- but think about yeah. that. In, like, in like 1990, 1991, there was, they were charging, like, 8 $9 a minute for, like, gaming tips. But it was the only way to do it. And then somebody at work said they actually used it. Like, they got their parents to do it.
1: Wow. And yeah, you're on the phone you, for, like... What game did they say?
0: Uh, no, I, I didn't get that, but I, I'll get that information. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, but think about that. You're on the phone for like six, seven, eight minutes, and all of a sudden it's like like $67. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. know, it's like a whole, <laughs> whole other game. So, yeah. that's insane. But well, like, that was the only then, way to get like, information, you, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's, that's all you had to do.
0: Either you had a friend that had it too and had beaten it and knew how to yeah. do it, or you had to go that route.
1: Yeah. Like now just going back like down memory lane. That was one thing about Legend of Zelda it, for a link to the past. It was Super Nintendo. I got it for Christmas for some reason my brother thought I might like it and thank you brother if you're listening. I know you're not but mm-hmm. anyways, <laughs> uh inside of it like you come with like a book and like the map that you would unfold. But then it had this little um little folded up book like not much to it. And it said, "Inside is secrets. Do not open unless you are absolutely stuck or something like that." And there's a part in the game which I I'd still like know if anybody ever figured it out with like reading that thing or somebody telling you, because there's nothing in the game that indicated how to do it, but basically is in how you would get to Death Mountain in the light world. So basically, you go to the dark world. And then you would use the mirror in a different books through a portal <laughs> in a different location. <laughs> yeah, this game is from '96, so I, th- yeah. I think that bridge has been crossed. Yeah, a few times. So, and then you use the mirror in that location, and then when you would go to the light world, you would appear in a different location on that mountain. So that was the only secret I ever had to look up. And but the fact that they had this book here, I'm like, oh, this is so cool, and I don't want to look up anything else. But that was the one thing I had to look up.
2: Wait, you couldn't so yeah, figure that out on your own? Ah, typical.
1: <laughs> Listen, I would <laughs> like to know someone truthfully how they would have figured that out if no, they didn't figure
2: that no. out. No, when I was younger and playing Ocarina of Time on the... Uh, I think it was... The, was It It must have been Ocarina. On the GameCube? Before. No, yeah. it was on the GameCube. What, did it come to the GameCube? There was no. one Legend of Zelda game. It might have been That Wind
1: was um, Twilight Princess.
2: No, it wasn't Twilight Princess. It might have been Wind Waker. No, because oh, it wasn't as cartoony.
1: Yeah.
2: Are you sure... Ocarina of Time on the... Was Unless it on the game
1: they Club? came out with that special disc. They did come out with a disc that had it on there. It had, like, four Zelda games on there.
2: There was some okay. Zelda game I had on the 360... Or on the GameCube, and I sucked at it. I just... Well, I was pretty young. I was, like, eight. But it was not the, it was not the type of game for me at that time. Now yeah. now those games are my, my favorites. But when I was, like, seven or eight, I just sucked at them. So I'm just... But I'm just one,
0: giving you... <laughs> one more down memory lane thing. You know what I miss are the little booklets that came inside the case. Yes, yes, yes. I miss that, and I'd love to back because that wasn't like just like original Nintendo. That was all the way up through like. Didn't the original Xbox hmm. have
2: them too? No, three hundred and sixty had, had them. Three hundred and sixty had them. I remember Oblivion because I, I, used to I'd read them. them. Yeah, I I did too because I'd buy a game at like GameStop. Uh, and then on the way home, I'd be reading the little book because, yeah. you know, oh, nothing yeah. else to do on the way home. I'm driving yeah. with my dad. Yeah. To You're me so home.
1: excited and learn all the
2: little controls. Yep. And you want to talk
0: about artwork. Some of those games had booklets with some cool artwork. artwork yeah. 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 So, like, that stuff was cool, and I wish they'd bring that back. But it'll never happen because you can just go online now to do it, and it's cost-saving. And if it keeps games at 60 yeah. bucks, because, honestly, we're kind of lucky games are still 60 Yes, because we're due for a price hike there. I, in fact, I remember predicting before the one came out that games would go up to seventy dollars, but they didn't. So thankfully, but That's part what of that is are for. it is. And but you know what though, if it keeps the cost of the base game down, I'm I cool rate. with that because at the end of the day, it's a choice to to spend for the microtransaction or not. In yeah. Ultimate Team and Madden, I do it more than I should. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. So
0: it's just what it is, right? But. Mm-hmm but it's our choice of which games to support in that way and which ones to not. So that's, uh, I, I'm all for it. As long as it's not abused and gives people a competitive advantage. So yes. Anyway. So all right. Way off topic, but yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's all right. We got it. It was a good discussion. So <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that really does. Uh, that does it for the questions for this week, though. Oh, cool. but make sure you guys get your questions in. I mean, to be honest, we have the same few people asking questions every week. So they're going to have the best chance to win. You guys want to win something? Yep. Ask questions. Join us on the Facebook group. And I know.
0: I can see the numbers. There's a lot more people listening to the show than that. So get your, get your questions in.
1: Send email.
0: Tweet uh, us. I guess you yeah.
1: don't like free stuff. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, maybe you can, you can even just send us a message on thing.
0: Xbox Live and just throw like, a question at exactly. us that way. <laughs> uh, we have Discord as well, everybody. So if you haven't joined that yet, uh, on Discord, Gaming Culture Radio there. So you can submit questions any way you want. If you're not a Facebook person, and I'm really not either um, on it because of the podcast. So, But if you're any way you want to submit questions, submit them. And we'll be happy to read them on the show. So let's get out of here, guys. It's been a pretty decent episode this week. We had some good discussion about a lot of things. So uh, again, everybody, next week, looking forward to making a pretty big announcement regarding the show. We did promise you... Uh, back when we talked about New Year's resolutions, that we're going to be doing some new things in 2018. We're going to be driving forward and really looking to head in the direction we want to go. We know we had a hiatus towards the end of last year. We thank you so much again for your patience with us for that. Um, But now that we're back and we're kind of settled and ready to go again, looking forward to doing some really big things in 2018. I think next week's going to be the first step towards accomplishing that. So um, please listen and let us know what you think um so there are going to be some changes coming nothing too drastic but all changes in i think a good way and uh, i hope you guys uh, agree agreed so that's gonna do it for episode number 79 we'll be back next week with episode number 80 so we're on the road to 100 everybody um on the road episode 80 and then in you know in honor maybe maybe i should reach out to ryan mccaffrey at unlocked and see would be a guest <laughs> on episode number 101 you know why Likewise, they make a big deal out of palindromes, so like 101 or ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> so things like that. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe he would you know grace us with that. I'm actually a big fan of Ryan's, I think he does really good work over there, uh, for them, uh, both on the podcast and on the site. So, uh, anyway, I'll yet again. We've done that a few <laughs> times, <laughs> but uh, that's gonna do it for episode 79. We'll be back, be back next week with episode number 80 everybody have a great week uh play some great games and please take part in facebook discord twitch mixer we'll see you next week
3: bye everybody. Yep. take come care, play boy.
2: me at chess ultra